Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast, giving you the best tips on achieving the perfect renovation whilst making it as fun, safe, and as cost-effective as possible by hearing from experts in the industry and people that have been through the experience themselves. Let me introduce your host, four times award winner of world-leading interior design website, House, and over 16 years in the industry, renovating just over 250 properties, James Woodham. Hey guys, my name is James and welcome back to the Property Renovation Podcast. I just wanted to give you a quick update before we put you through to this episode and tell you that next week will be a year since we started the podcast and um, it's flown by. Uh, it's been pretty amazing. We've had some amazing people on the, the podcast as well. And um, we've now got a co-host in America and she's been on a couple of times. I'm sure you've heard her, Juliet. And um, I look forward to her doing more and more episodes. She's taking it from a different angle, uh, being an architect based in Chicago as well and um, serving our listeners in the US. So thank you very much for that. Um, you may know already that we uh, got nominated for an award, quite a prestigious award, to be honest. Um, it was the Property Program of the Year, and we were up against three other nominees, one of including the uh, Grand Designs Program on Channel 4 in the UK, uh, which is pretty much amazing to be up against um, a, a, um, a program like that. And um, we didn't win, but it was a great experience. I was at the City Hall in London um, listening to all of the people win their awards and meeting some fantastic people, um, journalists and um, other um, professionals within the property industry, um, which was really, really, really interesting. And um, the good the good part was is that we got some really, really um, – we got some real interest in um, from people that want to be coming onto the podcast. So please listen out for future episodes as well. It's been absolutely amazing. I cannot tell you. So thank you very much for listening to us this far. And uh, I hope that you continue to listen to us. I hope that it become it's become one of your hobbies to listen to us and tune in every week. And uh, if you're learning, if you're saving money, if you're doing the right things when you're renovating your home, that's um, that's all good, and that's what we are here for. Um, now, just to introduce uh, this episode this week, um, Ash has already been on before in episode 33. He spoke about his first home when he uh, renovated it himself and uh, with with his friends, and he learned a he learned a new he learned a few things and what, uh, what he would um, do again, etc., etc. And now uh, I went to see his new home in Ebbsfleet, based in Kent uh, in the UK. And um, Kent is pretty much, you know, it's quite far outside of London. And um, I was quite surprised that I got there so quick. It took 15 minutes from um, Stratford International in, the, the, in, in London. And, um, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show that people that work and um, live uh, in the UK that work in London, they are literally uh, planning to move even further, even further out. And uh, why not? If you can get there in 15 minutes, that's absolutely fantastic. A, a bigger place that you can live, more space and um, more air to breathe. And, you know, um, he lives on a very, very nice um uh, very, very nice area. He's got the, the River Thames uh, just behind him. And um, yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. So look forward to putting this episode to you. Have a good listen. Um, Ash is a great guy. And um, yeah, 
see you on the next episode. Thanks very much. Okay, so welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast again. Today, I have got Ash. Ash has actually been on the podcast before. If you do want to go and listen to that previous episode, it was episode 22. But um, it's a little bit different today. He's actually moved houses, uh, lives in a place called Ebbsfleet. We're sitting in the back of his garden, nice sunny day. And um, I'm just going to hand over to Ash to explain the geographics of exactly where you are. Hey, James. How's it going? Good. Good, good, good. Um, so, yeah, I live in uh, between Greenhithe and Ebbsfleet, which is kind of on the border of southeast London and northwest Kent, um, just on the other side of the M25. So, I'm not technically in London, but I am five minutes from the M25, uh, next to Blue Water Shopping Centre and close to the QE2 bridge or the Dartford Bridge, and it's known that goes into Essex. Now you can pretty much see that behind us when okay. you get on your yeah. balcony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this now, but I actually, when you said that you're in Ebbsfleet, I was thinking, where the hell is that? <laughs> and, um, you know, thinking I have to get from the centre of London to get to you. And I literally, honest to God, got on the train and I put my charger on for my phone. And before I could even look up, I was already here. It's magic. It was like 15 minutes. It is magic. It's yeah. amazing. 15 minutes from King's Cross and... Uh, nine, no, 10 minutes, sorry, from Stratford. Crazy. Really, really quick. Um, the bullet train, they call it. So can I just ask you for our listeners to just describe your house in a sense of how many bedrooms, what you've got here? Yeah, sure. So um, in a previous podcast, if anybody's listened, I had a two-bed flat and now I've moved to a three-bed townhouse over three floors. Um, I've got uh, two balconies on the front, one balcony on the back, um, this patio area that we're in at the moment. And then I have uh, a strange secret garden as well at the back, which is quite cool. Um, but it's split over over three levels, um, kitchen, living room, two bedrooms upstairs on the top floor uh, and a bathroom. And then bottom floor is uh, aptly named my flat because I don't really see my partner very much since we moved in here. I just live down here um, with a bedroom, uh, utility room, toilet, and uh, a recently converted man cave from my garage. Oh, we're so, going to uh, talk about that in a yeah, little bit. We, we need to. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I must say it's really, really, really quiet around here. It is cool. It is really nice. I really, really like it. It's peaceful. But I also know that you work, you well, up to recently, you, you actually work in London. So um, what was the reason for moving out so far? A um, couple of reasons, really. Uh, so I grew up in uh, well, kind of near to Abbeywood, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of zone four. Um, always kind of lived around that that area and... To be honest with you, it's a, a few things. So one is price and what you get for your money. So um, as a mortgage broker, I see properties day in, day out, and I kind of know what is a good deal and what's not a good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of think it's a bit bonkers when I'm doing mortgages for people buying one-bed flats and they're 700000 for a one-bed flat. I kind of think, what are you doing? Yeah, it might be 10, 15 minutes walk to work, but it's a lot of money for a one-bed flat. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm turning 33 this year. I'm getting older. Uh, wanted somewhere that's quiet. You've already said it is yeah. really quiet here. Um, didn't want to be in the hustle and bustle. Wanted to get more bang for my buck. And also my partner is actually from Essex. So as James said, the bridge is literally, you know, I can see it from my bedroom, which is perfect for her to get to uh, her family. And also, you know, we have really, really good links. So we have the train that you got on, which yep. is, you know, ridiculously fast. And we also have the A2 
uh, within five minutes and the M25 within two, three minutes from here. Yeah. So we're really well connected. So even though everyone thinks we're really far out, we live in the sticks, we actually don't. And we are actually, you know, really well connected. As I said to you earlier, yeah. you know, I might go out for some beers with, uh, with my mates who live in, you know, zone three or whatever, and I'm home way before they even get home. So <laughs> yeah, it, can, it can be easily perceived that you're, you're having to do more travel and therefore not spend as much time in your home because you work in, you used to work in London. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the truth is the the fast train is, you do pay a premium for that. Okay. Um, so you can get a normal train, which is about 50 minutes, five zero into London. Um, but it's about four quid less than the train that takes 15 uh-huh. minutes. Yeah. So it depends on the frequency. I mean, when I was um, working up in town, I used to get the normal train and my partner used to pick me up, which is quite lucky about... Uh, you know, she she works quite close. But mm-hmm. to be honest with you, you know, if I need to go into town now, it's probably going to be for a night out or for a meeting. Yeah. It's more than likely I'll pay the, the okay. extra four quid just for the fast train. The convenience is just it's just unparalleled, really, compared yeah. to anywhere else I've actually <laughs> lived. I mean, we're quite privileged in the fact that you've you come from that kind of industry of mortgages and stuff like that. Yes. So if, um, if I could ask you, um, probably, you know, one of the reasons, hidden reasons why you've obviously moved out here as well is because you want to get more for your money. And I do feel that um, young Londoners are being pushed out yeah, more and more. 100%. Um, so do you actually see that from the mortgage side of things that are people are moving out more? Yeah, people? we do. I mean, to be honest with you, most of the mortgages that I'm doing are, are in London um, and in the surrounding areas. So, okay. you know, Essex, Kent, Surrey, mm-hmm. you know, those sorts of places. And you do find more and more people are are making the the jump. I would say to move further out. Mm-hmm. Now it is a bit of a I don't know what the word is, but it is a bit of a balancing act because on the one hand you might end up getting you know much more in terms of property, but in the other hand actually you know trains are expensive. Yeah. So if you're going to train, if you're going to town every day on the train, it can be expensive. And you know where I live, I'm actually not in a zone. Yeah. Um, which is the first time I've ever not lived in a zone. <laughs> um, the first out I ever lived was zone six. Uh, and I thought that was really far. But to be honest with you, it's just the quality of life here. Uh, and, and and more people, I feel, need to look further out. And, yeah. you know, the quality of life, you know, you're, you're living to live. You're not living to work. Exactly. I know the, that's not the phrase, but that is actually how I see it. You're actually, you want to live your life. You don't want to, everything doesn't want to be around your job. You know, jobs are important, but also you have to live your life. And so, um, the so hustle and bustle of, yeah. of being in town, sometimes you just want to turn that off, you know? Would I be right in saying that um, the money that you're now not spending in London, you're actually investing in uh, reviving your health in yes. a way? Yeah. So um, I, to be honest with you, I just kind of, I've worked in London for 16 years. So for me, it's a long time. Um, as James mentioned, I'm actually making the transition to going self-employed and starting my own firm, which is which is stressful in itself, um, but very exciting. And and you know, I feel like I can do that from here. I feel like I have the a base now to okay. do it that is not you know crazy outside. You know, yeah. you go outside and there's loads of people, there's loads of kids hanging around. It's really quiet. It's in a closer state, and actually. It's really, really peaceful, and I really like it. I actually, I'm really happy I moved here. Good. I don't know if I said that before, but <laughs> I definitely am. Oh, my stress, my stress levels have actually dropped since I've actually got off the train. Good, so it's good, good, good. So you can vouch for me. <laughs> Talk about um, when when did you move in, and what was that process like buying the property? 
Let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, obviously being a mortgage broker, I kind of knew what was going to happen. Okay. Um, In the last, in the last podcast, I kind of was talking about how I renovated my last property and that was my first property. And actually since then I've uh, rented that out. So for me, it was, it was a unique, uh, unique position I was in because I was doing the mortgages. Uh, I was not only buying this property, but I was transferring my other property into a buy-to-let and taking money out of it. Uh, it's all very, very convoluted. And at the same time, I was still doing my job, which is doing mortgages for other people. Mm-hmm. And then my missus would pick me up in the evening and say, how's our mortgage going? And I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I've been doing mortgages all day. I definitely do not want to talk about mortgages. But in actual fact, um, yeah, it was, it was quite stressful, but... <laughs> As stressful as it's going to be. I mean, it's difficult for me to kind of gauge because I know it inside out because that's my job. Yeah. But I can still say there was a substantial amount of stress there, <laughs> if I'm being honest. But uh, sept- sept- September the 5th, yeah. we moved in here. Okay. Um, I was aiming for August uh, or July, um, but we had some problems with the chain. So that's that's the frustrating thing. Yeah. When you're a broker, you know, everything you've done is quick and efficient and then you're kind of relying on other yeah people. relying and, and you know, at the mercy of a chain but we kind of missed the summer we got we had a few weeks and as you can as we're doing right now we're kind of making up for it sitting in the garden with, uh, with, uh, with a table and chairs and just looking at the blue skies happy days yeah and when you moved in um did you again go all guns blazing like you did back in episode 22 or did you like look back like sit back and have a look at what you've got to do now. Do you want the honest opinion? Yeah. The honest answer is uh, I would have. <laughs> However, this time it was not my property. It right. was our property. Mm-hmm. And um, my partner being a, a, a woman, uh, you know, she wanted to make it homely and stuff like that. And I kind of said, look, you know, we can do that, but we need to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And I, it, it was a new challenge actually, because before I never done it before yeah you know as, as i you said in the compromise, last compromise would you say yeah i had to compromise and actually i learned from my experience and my mistakes last time so in the last podcast if anybody was listening they remember i took out the kitchen and the bathroom at the same time and had no water yeah you know i learned a lot of stuff and actually i kind of treat i treated it as a project and i've said right we're going to do one level at a time uh-huh. being a three level property i said we'll do one level at a time so we'll do our bedroom uh and the top floor because Nobody goes up there, but actually we sleep there. We want that to be kind That's of it. nice. So we did that first. And then we moved to the ground floor. And the reason we didn't go f- you know, to the middle floor from the ground floor was, from the top floor was, I really wanted to get my man cave done. <laughs> you, you and your man cave. And right? somehow, even though I had to compromise, I managed to get her to give me half the money for it. So, I, so I'm, I'm very proud of myself for Amazing. that. And uh, hopefully she's not listening to this. Uh, but no, she will be. <laughs> she will <laughs> definitely listen to it. Um, but but the, way that I, <laughs> the way that I positioned it was if we do the middle floor next, we have no kitchen and no bathroom. Uh, no, no kitchen and no living room. Apologies. Okay. Um, and I said to her, my man cave has got like a, well, it has got a kitchen in it. Um, like a kitchenette sort mm-hmm. of thing, um, yeah. and a and a sofa and a TV. And I said, look, if we do the bottom floor first, um, there's the bed. All the bedrooms are done, so people can come and stay. They're yeah. they're done. Um, the garage gets done, and we can 
use the garage for kitchen and living space while the middle floor is getting done and we don't have to rush it. Oh, right. Yeah. So you went around that way. Yeah. So (laughs) I kind of worked out a load of options and I thought she's going to shoot me down here, here and here. So (laughs) I kind of picked that one. Um, But we're really lucky. My partner's um, from half Brazilian and her mum's got a house in Brazil. So we went to Brazil for Christmas from first week of December to first week of January. And actually um, some... Uh, close family friends who are builders did the garage while we yeah. wait. So that was another thing. It was like, you know, if we do everything else, there's going to be mess everywhere. We can do the garage while we're away. And that's kind of the first and big main, you know, building job on yeah. the house. And her main thing was, I don't want to see dust, dust everywhere. I don't want to see it. I was like, right, so let's get that done. And, and, and I've been living on the bottom floor ever since. So it's, it's more, <laughs> it's more or less on the left as you come into the, to the property. Is that right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I can understand the dust situation. Yeah. 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 And the problem is where, where, where it's three floors and you have open staircase, it just travels up and down. It just travels up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those, we do actually have the living room, um, some work being done in the living room in a couple of weeks. And we're currently looking at, uh, new kitchens. James has given me some ideas on, uh, kitchens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it wasn't a full renovation like my last place. My last place was not in Great Nick. Um, this property is only seven years old. So, you know, and the previous owner actually had quite nice style. Yeah. Um, but colorways were just not really. And, you know, when you move something, you want to make it your own, especially if, you you're, if, you're, if you've done a project like I have, you definitely want to do something. So um, we should be done by the end of the year and uh, all, should be, all should be well, hopefully. Let's talk about the kitchen as you go up the stairs. Yes. Yeah. It's literally... Um, right in front of you. Yes. Um, and I do want to touch on the, the choice of colours yeah. uh, that we're going through and you're, what you're debating. And um, at the moment, it's what colour? At the moment, it's like a uh, pine. It's like not a pine, yeah. is it? Yeah, it's, it's like, like a pine. pine like a, um, I have a thing about wood kitchens. I just don't like them. I don't really like, this sounds crazy, but I don't really like wood indoors. It doesn't look modern. <laughs> it doesn't look modern. Um, before, in my previous place, I had a... Uh, uh, white gloss kitchen with like a grey stone effect yeah. uh, and split face stone tiles which are really nice um, I have said to my partner look I quite like white she said she doesn't like it so we have to kind of this is the thing obviously I have to compromise yeah. um, I know that it would look really good in white but she's looked at other stuff we did look at some black kitchens um, which look really good but I don't think I don't think it would suit. And no. I don't think as you come up the stairs, you want to see a black kitchen. Actually, what you want to see is you want to see something that's quite inviting and quite light and quite bright. Spacious. Spacious, and, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, we took out the, there was an archway. Um, use the same formula as I did in my flat. That's you know, it. If you don't, if you, it's not doing anything. Um, so let's take it out. So I took out the archway, got an, I got an electrician to come around and uh, move some wires around. And now we're looking to extend the, kitchen it's difficult to 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 kind of visualize um without some pictures but uh, it's looking to extend the kitchen into the middle landing and kind of do the flooring all as one so it's one big open room yeah um and the reason is you know i like to cook uh and i want it to be communal you know that yeah. is that is like i feel that the middle floor and that open bit is the heart of the house and yeah. i kind of feel like you know It'd be nice to have a little breakfast bar there and be able to cook and chat. And there's a balcony just off the kitchen as well, which is yeah. quite nice. So people can, you know, have some wine there or something. You know, I don't know. I've obviously thought about this a bit too much. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we've but, obviously got um, 
uh, we're going to be supporting this podcast with some images, if that's okay. Yeah, with yeah, you. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if anyone wants to come and have a, actually have a look at what we're actually talking about, you can come onto the blog, um, and there'll be a complete transcription of this uh, audio podcast, and there'll also be photos to support it as well, just showing you around yeah. the house. Yeah, no worries. Good. No, I think I'm with you. Actually, you know, I think it should be a white kitchen because um, there's not enough light up there to grant any kind of darker kitchen than that to be honest no, um no. and i think it will really blend that space in um it's what four square meters maybe five yeah, square it's meters it's not it's not huge and that's why and I it's a u-shaped that. kitchen yeah as well yeah so it's a bit crazy because you actually have uh three windows and uh, a patio not like a patio door going out to yeah. the balcony um, but we have these uh what are they french shutters are they french shutters um yeah they are yeah, french yeah. shutters and you know, regardless of whether you have them open or closed, they do let in less light because they are quite chunky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The other thing I was looking at was maybe like a dove grey, which is quite that, that's which quite is, light, which is quite light, mm-hmm. um, and still has a little tone. I think that might be um, if she's definitely against the white, then I think that might be something to uh, to kind of show her and say, oh, this is quite light because it's kind of middle ground. I'm finding I have to uh, compromise on a, on a hell of a lot of stuff these days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's talk about what what's left because you you've kind of I've, I've got the feeling that you've achieved fifty percent yes in what you want to do yeah um, so left I have um, you know you always have a list of little niggly bits that you have to do so I'm going to leave those out big things to do um, we have a downstairs toilet which is used to be a utility room since the conversion of the man cave slash garage I've actually moved the washing machine and tumble dryer into that room mm-hmm. um so i think what i want to do is uh maybe get like a little shower room up downstairs okay. um, we have one upstairs but ultimately you know people stay downstairs um downstairs of my house is like a one bed flat so we have a kitchen a living room a bedroom manor and soon to be a bathroom there is a toilet in there at the moment but i kind of feel that guests don't really need to come all the way to the top floor you know if people are are, are staying over they can kind of be self-contained downstairs and and, and kind of yeah. do their own thing um and that way they kind of get their privacy as well so um that's looking to be done the living room we're having a i don't know how to explain it it's like it's going to be a, a false wall um where the tv is okay. it's going to have um it's going to be covered in uh, split face uh, tiles okay nice. and have some really nice um hidden drawers and cupboards in there as well and the TV is going to be sunk into that with surround sound and stuff. And there's going to be some LED lighting that's going to shine behind that. So how far is that going to bring it forward? Do you think? Uh, it's going to be about 450 mil. Okay. Is it mil? I don't know. 450 I should know mil. this, shouldn't I? Yeah, for, 45 <laughs> centimetres. 45, yeah. yeah so yeah. about... Um, so we're going to get that done and it's going to be space for storage and stuff there and then some shelves and have some pictures and stuff there. Brilliant. Um, and then carpet and then paint that room. And that's it. I mean, there's not that much to do. It's one of those situations where you can really, really dive in and never really touch the bottom. Or you can dive in and kind of have a paddle and say, right, I like this. This is nice. I'm going to stick with this for a bit. And then, you know, in three, four, because I anticipate we're probably going to be here to five to seven years. So I think probably in three years, knowing me, I'll get bored and I'll say, right, let's do something else, you know. Um, But yeah, I mean, most of the stuff... It's getting done and the house is is like i said not old no. it's less than 10 years old so everything is still quite modern it's just colorways and being a bit flamboyant on exactly. <laughs> some things that you think oh that'd be a nice uh, nice nice touch i think i get the feeling you you need to just be here and live in it 
for a while because then once everything is done that you want to do, yeah. um, new ideas are always going to come along. That's it. And if you plan to live here for five to seven years, it can change another, you know, completely. It's, it's completely different. It's a completely different scenario to last time we did the podcast yeah. because last time I did it, um, so I think I had bought this place last time we did it, but I just, I think the garage was still a garage and I was still kind of you know, <laughs> sitting around. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's completely different. You know, I've bought with my partner, first thing. Yeah. It's not a flat, it's a house. There's a yeah. lot more to do. You know, I always say to her, it's all right, we're going halves and everything, but there's, it's twice as big. So actually yeah. I'm still paying the same amount out. Um, and it's not a, it's not a, a money earner for me like you know with my job it's always gonna i'm always gonna be focusing on the numbers yeah but for my flat my flat i always knew i wasn't going to be there for more than two years mm. that was my plan you know it was a great investment and it was a great um it kind of a leapfrog exactly to, that to it, it was a stepping stone and, yeah. and this is kind of what i wanted to get to and being able to hold on to the flat um at the same time and still you know even when I go back there now, I kind of go in there and I'm like, oh, this is really nice. And that's a nice feeling to go there, you know, to, yeah. to know that you've got another place that is kind of still really nice, even if uh, even if you're not living there. Yeah. So, because um, so, you're 33, right? So if, if anyone wants to, if anyone is at your age yeah. and they're thinking about, um, they're probably living... 32. 32, Thank okay, you. Fine. Thank you very much. That's all right. I'm, I'm 38 next week, so... <laughs> He's trying to drag me down with him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay, so if anyone of your age was living in London, they want to get out, um, there's a few areas that they can consider. They've got Essex around the corner. They've got Kent and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. um, would you recommend a place like this? It's, a diff- it's difficult. It dip- everybody's in a different stage in their life and everybody's looking for something different. I mean, personally, for me, I always knew that uh, once I had moved in with my partner and we moved out of the flat that unless I found something that was quite close to the old area, which I quite liked, ultimately I wasn't that tied down. What I, what I actually focused on was quality of life. And, you know, like you said, it's super quiet. It's super it's quiet. It's really quiet. It's yeah. really peaceful. I have the river what, 100 paces from my house. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got a really nice abbey here. It's really nice. We've got woods. We've got grass. It's just really, really different. Yeah. And what I would say is, if people are looking for, you know, somewhere where they can get home in 20 minutes, excluding the train, if we just forget about the train for a minute, because that's obviously kind of, a, you know, not all areas outside of London no. have that service. No. So, um, you know, Crossrail might help a lot when it comes in. Um, yeah. But if you're looking for somewhere where you can get home in 20 minutes after a night out, then this is not for you. No. Um, but then you have to be realistic, you know, and that's why most people are, renting in london they don't own property a property in london is, is scarce yeah and b it's, it's you know i don't overprice is my personal opinion but it's very expensive and you need to work out what you can do in terms of um mortgages and stuff like that um what i could give you in terms of tips i mean this is a, this isn't a plug but anyway no. it's more than more, more than welcome to get in touch with me um but i mean you need to look into schemes if you know a lot of people have a lot of pride and they say, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do a shared ownership. You know, what, I'm yeah. going to do a shared ownership. I don't own it all. Well, I did a shared ownership. And know, it was okay. Uh, and it was absolutely fine. Yeah. I own the whole thing now and I bought it out within 18 months and I made a good amount of cash. You know, you have to 
work out what you want. You know, if you if you want to be in London and you want to have a property, then you need to look into help to buy shared ownership. You know, shared equity. All these kind of all these kind of deals. Um, you get more bang for your buck outside of London. That is that is the truth. I mean, right, it's the bottom sure. line. So, you know, it's different. Everybody's different. My partner drives to work. Um, she works in Stratford, and she can get to Stratford from here in thirty minutes, just down the A2. Yeah. Um, so for her, anywhere you know, close to work, doesn't matter. She drove anyway. For me, the journey was about fifteen minutes longer than normal, but I didn't mind. I was coming back to a different kind of environment when it's I a bit home, of a sanctuary you know? that's it take your shoes off and just just relax in the garden and just you know well we can now but relax in the garden or in the living room just just chill out and i didn't really have that you know 15 minutes uh less less yeah. train journey on you know to get to my old place i didn't really have it so it depends on where you're at in terms of headspace that's the truth and yeah. what you want and you know if there's two of you you both need to work out where you want because it's <laughs> trust me i can tell you it's difficult finding a place where you're both happy <laughs> so can we just remind each other you mentioned it at the beginning of the episode but so what do you have here what's the setup in this house so this is a three bedroom uh three story townhouse mm-hmm. um which is 100 paces from the river thames i can see the bridge i've got uh two balconies on the front one balcony on the back um a man cave, which I haven't mentioned that. Um, and my garden, my garden's a bit of a weird setup. So um, we have like a courtyard with uh, double gates on the side of the property, which you can, which I do bring my car in and give it a wash. And then we do have like a, small, how, how big would you say that back garden is? So I would say that the, the first place you're talking about, the first area, this where we're in now is about 35 square meters. Yeah. And then you've got an additional a bit bigger, 15 square meters walking down. And then at the back, you've got around another 30 square meters. Yeah. It's so a really, really yeah. odd design. Um, yeah. But actually, it works quite nicely because the one thing that my partner said about this house, and uh, I will say that I found this and she said no before she came here and then she loved it, <laughs> was um, we have a lot of zones here yeah so we do not feel in each other's pockets at all and Mm. even when my brothers come to stay or anybody comes to stay we have effectively two gardens we have balcony on the front on the back we have different levels you know i do feel very lucky i do feel very lucky and it and it it is it it can be a very communal place but also you can you can have your space and you can have your time and do 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 your own bits you know it's also kind of ideal if anyone wants to buy a property that they want to share with someone else yes right yeah that's not like in a relationship or anything but they want to share two friends or something two friends yeah because you have got that divide i mean there are um just to touch on it there are a lot of new builds going up in ebsfleet and another reason that we um bought here was we have blue water down the road which is shopping center has everything we have a 24-hour asda yeah. down the road which has everything close to the motorways close to this uh to the bridge close to the station but also um in Epsom itself they're looking to build a theme park now you know this paramount pictures thing okay. which wasn't going through and it is right. going through you know we don't know if it's going to go through or not but that is going to drive the prices up here as well. So Absolutely. there was a bit of business savvy behind, <laughs> you know, I didn't just want peace and quiet. I did want to return as well. <laughs> so for the size of the house that you've got, yeah, with the money that you spent on it, what could you get in London? So I bought this place for, I got this place an absolute steal. I don't even know how, but I got it for three ninety. Okay. Really cheap. I mean, it depends where you're looking in London, but you're generally looking at one bed flats, aren't you? One bed flat. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Comparison. No comparison. No. You know, um, 
yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's going to be when it's done and I will get the agents come around, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. It's just, for me, it's no comparison. No comparison yeah, at it, all. It depends. I think the hype of London after a while, you know, I'm talking, <laughs> this is how I, how and why I sound old, but I've been working in London since I was 16, right? And so I've been getting the train into London for 16 years, right? Yeah. Almost 17, bloody hell, right? But <laughs> it wears thin. Yeah. It wears really thin. And actually... You know, my dad moved out and uh, moved out, and he lives in Surrey now. And I, kind of, I was like, "Why?" You know, all these years ago, I was like, "Why are you moving there? It's far from everything." It's like it's nice, yeah. nice and quiet. You know, we live in the in the burbs, we yeah. live in the suburbs, and and, and it's and it's quiet and peaceful. And you know, this wouldn't be the right place if I, you know, if I was nineteen, twenty, mm. and didn't have a car. Yeah, be very difficult, be very different. But we do have cars, and you know, we can get around and. I'm really lucky my flat is only 15 minutes from here so I can still go to my flat and visit yeah. that if I need to pick stuff up and my partner you know her family's in Essex so it's very close to the bridge it's just convenient all round it's convenient and I was kind of waiting for her to uh, yeah grumble about something sure but she she hasn't she says to me every day I love living here literally yeah. almost every day so brilliant that makes me feel happy about my life that's very and my calm. decisions yes yeah. so uh, all good um, just to finish off then, uh, how much have you spent so far renovating, do you think? Well, if you listen to the last podcast... <laughs> <laughs> Keep on plugging I it. I do have a lot of mates um, that are... Well, not a lot of mates, full stop, but I have a lot of friends that are in um, building and stuff like that. Now, this time around, I haven't really been able to use them like I did the first time because... Because of the distance. Not really. I mean, they still live relatively close. They okay. all live near my flat, which is 15 okay. minutes away. Yeah. But I'm just not trying to take the mick this time. They really helped me last time. And I kind of think there's two of us this time. I'm not on a shoestring as much. So um, they've come around and helped me with little bits and pieces. I mean, my uh, friend came around and did the garage. Uh, and to be honest, that didn't cost that much. It costs How six, much is yeah, it? $6,000. $6,000. For including materials. So complete rip out. What, there was nothing what, to rip out. No, so, so uh, dot and dab, uh, dot and dab, install the kitchen. So the kitchen costs... What is a dot and dab first? Uh, so dot and dab is when you get adhesive. I'm going to test and, you on the construction yes. side. Well, here we go. I'm not a builder. <laughs> I didn't do it. But you get plasterboard yeah. and you basically dot and dab the adhesive and exactly. then stick the plasterboard to the walls. Yeah. Correct? Yep. correct. Happy days. Okay. Um, the kitchen cost us just under 3000 So actually the garage cost us nine. But the kitchen we kind of paid off after a little while and, and the garage yeah. was done up front. But um, that was done. I'm trying to think what else we've done. The other thing we did, which was quite expensive, but we, we have a lot of credit these days, is um, we had the French shutters in the living room on the mid-level. Okay. And we've since put them everywhere else in the house, which was quite expensive. But I, I really like the feel of it and the continu- continuity mm-hmm. of it going through the house. And in our bedroom, we have like a really big arch window right and uh before the the old owners used to have uh like a really big uh, curtain they just went across it yeah I thought, that's a real shame to not show off that shape yeah so we got we got the the shutters in there um how many windows is that across the house yeah um let me count them up 12? one two three 15? four five six yeah, so it's 16 plus 16. the shutters. Okay. Um, but not the shutters, plus the, uh, ar- the arch window. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is the, but I haven't sat here and worked it out. I would probably say at the moment we've probably spent about... 
15. That was the calculator going there. Yeah, that's that's the calculator in my brain. Um, 15, 16. Okay. Um, but, but some of it is interest-free, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So actually it's not, you know, we haven't okay. just wedged that out straight away. Um, and we don't really have that much stuff to do left, just the no. kitchen and the living room and some carpet. I mean, there's, there's not that much to do. Um, I think you, you can do some really amazing things with this garden and I'm actually going to share those ideas with you. I really want you to because off, I, off I, I haven't really been out here that much because the weather has not been permitting, whereas yeah. now I'm kind of out here and I'm like, right, I definitely want to get some uh, some bits and pieces. Sure. So Yeah. Ash, it was really good to have you on the podcast Thank you very again. much. Thanks for having me again. No problem. And we're going to enjoy the rest of the, the, the sun we'll for today. I've got a uh, man cave fridge full of beers. So, uh, Fantastic. <laughs> good. All right, cheers. Thanks a lot. If you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home, then the Akiva Toolkit could be the solution you need. With its easy-to-use package of 10 documents, you are able to manage time, budget, and the communication between your builders and you to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time round. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first-time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today.